Hey, we're pursuing the gratitude challenge, discovering how to become more grateful people. And I'm super excited today because I get to introduce you to someone who has become um, a friend and one of those relationships that has a disproportionate impact on somebody's life. Rankin Wilborn is uh, one of the most gifted thinkers, preachers, writers that I know and uh, is also a membership of a member of the Fellowship of the Withered Hand. Um, uh, we've been talking some about this topic of gratitude. He had terrific questions about it. And as we were chatting for a moment before starting here, he said, thank you for having me on your show. And it's the first time I've thought about this as a show. So Rankin Wilborn, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Love seeing you and that's real honor to be on. Well, and uh, when we were talking about this topic of gratitude, Rankin, for all of you to know, any chance you get to listen to some of his sermons, he's got a book on union with Christ that's remarkable. Another one, The Cross Before Us, uh, about a cruciform cross-shaped life uh, that is uh, just deeply, deeply helpful, uh, very thoughtful. Um so anytime you get to hear Rankin's thoughts about anything, it will be a big help to you. Uh, gratitude, one of the questions that you posed for me was so good, Rankin, that I thought, well, it'd be great to have a conversation with you and actually ask you this question. Uh, and the question had to do with gratitude is one of those things that we talk about a lot. It's gotten more and more uh, attention. Uh, Neil Planiga, who's a terrific writer, is working on a book on gratitude right now. And when I was talking with him about it a few weeks ago, he said he got interested in it because positive psychology has directed our attention to it. Uh, there is so much in the scripture about it. You have these passages like in Ephesians or Colossians about virtue, where gratitude gets to be the climactic uh, characteristic that is described. And then he said in his own life, uh, he had people in his family that had very heavy burdens to bear and yet were deeply grateful people. So our attention keeps getting drawn to gratitude. We all know that it's good. Everybody wants to be a grateful person. That being the case, why is it so hard? How come we're not just all gratitude all the time? So Rankin, you're the one that posed the question and I'd love to throw it back into your lap. How do you think about that? Well, yeah, when I when I saw you were doing this series, I said, "Oh, I hope John takes up why everyone knows gratitude is good for us." So, so why is it so hard in, to practice? And that's a that's a personal question for me. I mean, I've I've read the yeah. books and preached the sermons, but you know, in my own life, uh, why can't I do what I know uh, would benefit my life so much? And you know, as I thought about that question, John. I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, a few reasons come to mind. Um, one is, um, you know, what what some writers call the negativity bias, or, or this ingrained tendency we have to discount the positive, uh, focus on the negative. Um, that our brains are, are are velcro for negativity and Teflon for positivity. That, we're all wired like that, and um, uh, theologians might say that's because we're curved inward. Uh, but you know, that's that's a barrier we face is just this disposition to negative thinking. 
And yeah. so I, I think just recognizing that gratitude is not as easy as it sounds. You have to deal with that negativity bias. Yeah. No, I think that's deeply true. Folks that work with that, it's interesting. There'll be a ratio for uh, John Gottman, who works on marriages. He'll talk about a five to one ratio. It takes five positive comments to have the same weight emotionally for us as one negative comment. And uh, people who work in the field of um, vocation, they use a little different ratio. It's between three and four to one. But there does seem to be something from an evolutionary perspective, obviously, if my life is threatened, I really got to pay attention to that. So people who are able to deal, to notice threats are going to survive more than people that don't. But it does seem to mean that we, uh, most of us will wrestle with being more impacted by something that's negative than something that's positive. And we actually have to, um, there's an old hymn, tune our hearts to sing your praise. Yes, yes. Uh, our hearts need to be tuned. Yeah. And I, I think another thing that's hard for us or hard for me, John, is that gratitude requires that being awake to the present moment. Hmm. It requires the whole person, you know, the, the heart's yeah. awareness, the mind's recognition and the will chooses. And for those of us like me who have sort of difficulty accessing our emotions and how do I feel about this and uh, gratitude, uh, uh, it does require a, a new posture towards life, uh, a posture of uh, being aware and awake. And maybe Jesus' word for that is repentance. Uh, hus I like to say it's a hospitality of the heart to God's heart. And, you know, that's a new posture for, for all of us. So that's another reason I think gratitude is, is easier said than done is uh, it requires being awake to the present moment. Yeah, and I love, I don't think I had thought about that before, Rankin, the connection between repentance and gratitude. Uh, so often I grew up in the church and repentance was an unpleasant sounding word. And of course it can be unpleasant sometimes, exactly. but Dallas Willard used to talk about it primarily as a uh, verb that addresses thinking, rethink your strategy for living in light of the opportunity to live now in the kingdom of God. And I think uh, we've talked uh, as we've explored gratitude together about Robert Roberts' idea that gratitude involves uh, a beneficiary who has done something good and then a benefit that comes into my life and a benefact the benefactor is the one who does a good thing. But part of what that requires is humility, because anytime I think I've earned something, yeah. I'm not going to be grateful for it because I just take it for granted. For granted, And so uh, paradoxically, the humbler we are, uh, actually, the more joy we will experience, because the more that I will experience this opportunity that I get to talk with Rankin Wilborn about something uh, really significant is not something that I have earned or merited through my gifts. It is a gift from God for which I can be deeply, deeply grateful. So I think that the, the connection between repentance rightly understood mm -hmm. and uh, being humble enough to see gift, 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 gift everywhere. I didn't merit it. I don't deserve it. I'm not entitled to it. I love that connection. And 
related to that and tied into kind of the, the ethos of the fellowship of the withered hand is uh, yeah. gratitude is tied to grace, even, even etymologically. And we make a habit of renouncing grace. Hmm. We, we, uh, by nature, say we, that again. We make a habit of we, renouncing grace. We make a habit of renouncing grace. And I, let me explain that because yeah. to live in grace or to live in, uh, I can't, God can, I think I'll let it to live in that posture requires living in a posture of vulnerability and dependence, uh, a posture of uh, surrender and receiving instead of a posture of control. And yeah. uh, boy, we don't like living in that posture. And yeah. we, um, one of the old writers put it, it's not sin that makes us lost people. It's the renunciation of grace. And, oh, wow. And if, if we don't, you know, gratitude is impossible without a humble heart that lives in acknowledgement of the grace of God. So I think that's a huge barrier in my life to living in a posture of gratitude is I like to be in control. You know, I, uh, I, I renounce grace because I'm afraid of vulnerability. Wow. Um, Rankin, this is so good. It has flown by way too fast. Will you come on the show again? Oh, uh, John, anytime, uh, anytime, any opportunity to talk with you and, uh, my, my kids and I listen to you on the way to school in the morning, so uh, they'll be surprised when they hear Daddy is on your show. <laughs> well, so for everybody who is listening right now, watching right now, uh, think for a moment about that phrase, the renunciation of grace. And instead of that, one of the words that Robin, Robert Emmons talks about is gifted that I have been gifted, not like I'm in a special talent category, but uh, life comes as a gift. And of course, that word gift in the New Testament and grace are deeply connected as well. So be open to grace today. Spend a few moments, even right now, if you would, if you have the time and think about where is grace coming to me today? I cannot control my heartbeat, but it still beats. I cannot control the air, but breath still fills my lungs. I cannot control my own mind to much of an extent, but it continues to work. I'm not the author of life, and yet life comes to me. I didn't make other people, but I have the chance for a friend like this one. Instead of renouncing grace today and trying to grasp control, this posture, open hands, open heart, open eyes. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As my old friend Quig used to say, we have a lot to be grateful for. Thanks for joining us. To receive the emails that go along with each video, visit becomenew.me slash subscribe. If you'd like a text alert whenever a new video is posted, Text the word BECOME to the phone number 855-888-0444. You can send prayer requests to that number as well. To invite a friend, just share the link becomenew.me. We'll see you next time.